0: Got our gear all but we're not are sure
1: Hello, Sharks fans, and welcome to Locked On Sharks, your daily source of everything. San Jose Sharks. Uh, I'm Kyle Demetrius, and I'm back tonight. Uh, with one of my partners in crime, JD, he's the he's the John Scott to my Jeff Audgers of <laughs> San Jose podcasting. <laughs> uh,
0: What's up, JD? Even, I feel like Sammy Capitan after Darcy Tucker like destroyed him against the Eastern Conference Finals. That's how I feel right now. <laughs>
1: because the Sharks are good again, or
0: no? I'm sick, so I'm like just oh, yeah, it's been a long week.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Also, speaking of sick, the Sharks are apparently sick again. What the hell is happening?
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's like they it's crazy because they've just been getting I mean, Timo had a great game tonight, but they've been getting secondary scoring, which they haven't gotten like all season long.
1: Yeah, so Nason scored tonight. Uh, Letnov scored his first NHL goal tonight, which uh, I called
0: on the last podcast. So kudos to me.
1: Maximum, maximum Letinov. He was so pumped after he scored.
0: Yeah, he should change his name to Maximum Powers just to you know.
1: <laughs> the name you mustn't touch. Uh, <laughs> it was a uh, the Letnov goal. Is he was kind of Johnny on the spot because Eric Carlson jumped up into the play. And kind of made it happen, and and let off jumped on the rebound, but um, it was weird because that made it so. The weird thing about tonight's game is that it was two nothing Oilers after five minutes, uh, and it looked like they were just about to absolutely put the hammer down and kill San Jose dead in their path, and then San Jose scored five straight goals.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so, crazy. I don't. I, really I thought the game was. I thought the game was over after McDavid because that McDavid goal was so pretty where he just comes flying in and does McDavid things. And yeah, and poor Ferraro had no chance on that.
1: Yeah, Ferraro with like a running start or a skating start still wouldn't have been able to to stop McDavid. It was fucking silly. McDavid got the puck at the red line. It was already like, what, 70% speed. And then by the time he got to the blue line, he was at full speed just going around Ferraro like he wasn't even there. Yeah, poor. Uh, Ferraro. That was McDavid's Yeah, poor Ferraro. But uh, he'll learn. That was McDavid's thirtieth goal of the uh, uh, of the season. So there's no shame in that. But um, I think Timo probably had the best game tonight.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean he was literally like two inches from a hat trick. Where if it didn't bounce off, did
1: it? Did it really bounce off LeBanc?
0: It looked like it touched LeBanc, Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I just, I want to see the Timo Hattie, but, uh, other than the, other than the goals, um, well, the, the two and a half goals, Timo was kind of everywhere, um, doing all of the things that he normally does. So that was nice to see And it was very obvious who the best player on the ice was tonight for the San Jose. It was, it it was Timo followed by like, I don't know. It was kind of a, a complete effort. Wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, I would say that too. Uh, you know, Eric Carlson made very nice Eric Carlson passes. Uh, then the defense, you know, like they were after the first two goals, they definitely settled in and they made, you know, uh, they kind of made the, uh, the Oilers work for stuff and they weren't able to get going. Um, and then in the third period, like the, the Sharks, they kind of turtled a lot I me, but they were up by two goals. And then uh, even when Edmonton scored, they, you know, kind of went back and scored right away just to put the game away. So,
1: yeah, cuz uh who scored here for the it, it was one of the funny Oh no, yeah, uh, Ethan, Ethan Bear scored. Yeah. Um to make it 5. So San Jose was a 5-2 for
0: a, a good chunk, yeah.
1: Uh actually it was only a minute. Ethan oh. Bear only scored a minute after after Timo did. But uh yeah, like once once Nason scored um halfway through the second it kind of it kind of felt like the the tide had fully turned for san jose um and they were in control now do you chalk this up to as eric mentioned on the last podcast san jose had some rest and is playing like spaced out games and their schedule is not exactly hard like nobody in the pacific is good um so it's not like beating anybody from the Pacific is this is this miracle. There, there's no St. Louis's or Colorado's or Tampa's in the Pacific. So do you chalk this game up to just a well-timed game where San Jose played half decently against a, a mediocre opponent? Or do you think there's something more to what San Jose's doing right now?
0: I think there's something more to what Santa, San Jose's doing right now. Uh, I think they're just a kind of, they have that lunch pail mentality of they're just going to kind of grind you out. And then whenever they get scoring chances, they're going to try to capitalize on them. Uh, I think with Dell being in goal, they they feel like they're, there's less pressure on them to try to, you know, like if they make a mistake that it's not just going to go in the net with Martin Jones is in. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, but... You know, you can see like guys like Nason and stuff. where they? You know, they're they're having good cycles that are producing good chances. And then you know, they've they had some nice goals today, but they also you know like the Letnoff goal and like the Nason goal. Those were scrappy goals. Were just guys outworking guys right in front of the net.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, like you said earlier that the depth scoring was there, where where Nason and the Letinovs of the world are scoring. So I think, and we spoke last time after the. Uh, Calgary game. Um, I had said that it looked like they were doing repeatable things the way that they were playing. And they kind of carry that over again tonight against Edmonton. So I'm interested to see how they keep doing this because their next game is against uh, Calgary again on Monday, which is weird playing a team that quick um, usually doesn't work out that well. But then after that, they play at jets at, uh, wild on a back-to-back and then neither of those are very hard games and they play versus Panthers but they might be without Barkov then at Devils at Rangers at Islanders at Philly at Devils uh, that's a very like five and oh stretch that you you can have so do you think San Jose climbs back into the playoff race
0: I know they're so right now they are I think eight points back uh, after tonight and because the Pacific is so garbage, they could totally climb back into the race here, just to get their, you know, curb stomped by St. Louis in the first round.
1: Yeah. So, if we go by, here we go. Let's go by division because I don't care about the other divisions. They're like you said. They're eight points back of Calgary, uh, with same amount of games played, and then they're nine points back of Arizona with a game in hand. 10 points back of Edmonton with a game up uh, and then 11 points back of Vegas with a game in hand. And then only 13 points back of Vancouver um, with the same amount of games played. So I don't think either of us are sitting here thinking they're going to make the playoffs, but at the same time, if they beat Calgary again in a head to head, then they'll only be six points back of Calgary. And if they rip off, six or seven more wins before the end of the end of the month that'll be like 12 13 14 more points which would put them at like 68 which would probably
0: put them back in the in the race for the pacific oh my god they're gonna do it aren't they
1: <laughs> yeah and i mean like i don't care if they do because they don't have their first round pick so who who cares i know eric will say that they should be trying to get a good second round pick but I think it'd be funnier if they made the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the, you think, too, by kind of when they hit that last stretch uh, of the month, Couture's going to be back there, too. and so. Oh, I forgot about
1: that. Do you think Couture's yeah. coming back this season?
0: I think so, especially if if they play well the next two weeks and then they're kind of in the mix. I don't see why Couture wouldn't come back if if the doctor's clear I and mean, he's healthy.
1: Oh, no, I... I completely overlooked the fact that couture would be back because hurdle's out for season so hurdle had successful knee surgery today today i guess monday.
0: monday yeah on monday and he, he left the hospital today
1: yeah that's what that's what it was so um he shouted to kaiser permanente
0: um,
1: <laughs> so they uh, uh so he they're anticipating he'll be back to the training camp to start next year which makes sense um he doesn't. It. It obviously his injury was way worse than that. But if they can get Couture back and Sheldon back, uh, and they're kind of fighting for a playoff push, that would be really weird. Do you think? Do you think over the next couple of games, if they start stringing together some wins, do you think that changes their deadline plans or no?
0: I. Pro- they'll probably. Try to like hold on and see if they can make a miraculous run, but do I think that it should change their their plans? No, I still think that they should try to like trade off, uh, like Dylan and Milker or whoever you could get stuff for. So, because again, what's the what's the the ceiling of the team right now? You know, like if because
1: oh, I mean they're going to get murdered by <laughs> St. Louis in round one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I you don't... never know. I mean, look at everyone last year thought Tampa. You know, when they play the islanders and what happened there. No, Columbus, Columbus. Or Columbus, sorry. When they played Combus. <laughs> yeah,
1: the cumbus Uh <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have seven games. one, two, three, four, five, six. They have seven games left before the deadline. Um, so here's the seven games before the deadline. Uh versus Flames, at Jets, back to back, at Wild, versus Panthers, at Devils, at Rangers, at Islanders. So one, two, three. At least three of those should be wins against the Devils, Rangers, Wild. Um, and then they could easily sneak out a Flames, Jets win. That's ten points right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you think if they split the... Uh, the Flames. The, or if they split with the back-to-back between the Jets Wild and Wild and the Jets. Yeah. And then... Yeah, then they'll be back home for the Florida game. Um, then, yeah. The Rangers one kind of worries me. The but, Rangers are bad. Yeah. I mean, I saw them play the Rangers earlier this year, and they got the doors blown out on
1: them. Ooh, the Rangers beat them?
0: Uh, yeah, that was the first game after when Bogner uh, was, was at that game. Oh, they and, lost yeah. 6-3. Yeah, they got the doors blown out, but that yeah. was a while ago.
1: Yeah, that's without uh, Arendelle installed as the goalie of the future. <laughs>
0: yes, our lord and uh, savior Arendelle.
1: Yeah, he played he played really well tonight too. Um he had I believe he had 28 saves. I don't know how like the end kind of worked out. I the uh Oilers kind of got some junk junk shots in there right 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 at the end. Let me pull this up here. So he Arendel had yeah, 28 saves, 31 um,
0: shot attempts 31
1: yeah. shots. So it was a 903 save percentage, which isn't like breathtaking. Um but I mean it's better than what they normally do.
0: Yeah. What, uh, kind of, let me ask you, so what was your, what was your thoughts on the, the power play The so we got, uh, Milker Carlson got, uh, <laughs> you know, he got the, uh, the double minor high stick power play. Um, he drew that. And then the second power play unit of like Mason and just whoever is a warm body. Uh, what was your thoughts on that power play?
1: Uh, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> I don't know it's it's kind of it's not a great sign when the guy you picked up off waivers in December is on your second power play unit but they have nobody else they have nobody else so the top unit is is what it's Carlson God I can't even remember at this point it feels like they mix them up all the time it's something like Carlson LeBanc Kane Thornton is Meyer even on the top unit
0: Sometimes, like, they kind of switch between, like, Burns and Meyer. Like, it seems like. Yeah.
1: So, basically, you've got Carlson, Burns, Thornton, Meyer, Kane, LeBanc as the six, like, mainstays of the power play. And then it seems that they're filtering in um, Ferraro, which is strange, but whatever, that's fine, Um, to make seven. And then.
0: Like, Goodrow's been in there a little bit. yeah, Yeah,
1: Goodrow. I think Goodrow might actually be on the top unit, Now that I think about it. Um, and then uh, Nason gets in there. It's it's fucking weird. <laughs> they literally have nobody else to do anything with. But like, I've I'd almost like run like a one and a half where it's just most of the top line guys.
0: And then you just swap just... out like one or two pieces.
1: Yeah, yeah and then just kind of filter them around. I'm not sure what the answer is, but like, you can't really do much with it. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know what else they're gonna do. And the power play did score tonight. Um,
0: Yeah, that was that was Kane got credit for the goal, but that was Brett Burns did ninety percent of the work on that, and then Kane was just kind of like screening the goalie. It bounced off his chest and went in. But that was a nice shot by Burns.
1: Yeah, and I think it also went off like Ethan Bear or one of the random Oilers that was out there. Um, Alexander True got an assist tonight. This 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 goal is disgusting stefan nason from alexander true and melker carlson
0: <laughs> yes but you see melker uh he tried to do his best lebay compression uh he on the penalty kill of course he got a breakaway opportunity because melker gets breakaway opportunities every game uh but yeah he tried to do his best lebay compression and still didn't really get a good shot
1: <laughs> in, in melker's defense at least there was a defender back it wasn't like a, a yeah. pure breakaway um, but yeah, he tried to like cut cru- cut back across the middle, and I was like, "Oh no, Melker! What?
0: <laughs> Just dump why it in. A-
1: why? Why are you doing that? That's not going to end a- end up uh, doing anything of importance." Um, yeah, I don't really know what to make of of the power play, other than like when you're missing literally your first and second line centers, uh, you're not going to be having a good time when it comes to it. Oh, Marlowe's also on the power plays sometimes. I forgot that he existed. He's been kind of invisible the last couple of games.
0: Yeah, Marlowe, he hasn't really been shown up on the stat sheet, but I think he still does a lot of, like, you know, quote unquote, playing the right way, where it's, you know, he's making nice back checks or he's, you know, playing good defense and stuff. So, but maybe he'll score a goal here next week and kind of get back in the groove.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. If he played, uh, where is he, he played 1848 uh, tonight, which is third highest among forwards, it seems, for some reason. I don't really know. I don't really know why. Um, most was Evander Kane at 23 minutes, which is bizarre. But, I mean, they've been doing that a lot. Second was Barkley Goodrow at 20 minutes and 26 seconds. <laughs> I don't... How how many times do you think in Barkley Goodrow's career do you think he's played over twenty
0: minutes before this season?
1: Just like in his life?
0: Oh, in his uh, again before this counting this season or not?
1: Sure, count this season.
0: Uh, how many games does he? I would say.
1: I don't know the answer. I'm just yeah. kind of pointing out how absurd. I'll put it the is. I'll put
0: the plus minus at, or I'll put the over under at twelve games.
1: Oh, it's got to be under, right? Like, how many times do you think Barkley Goodrow has suited up for more than like 15 minutes outside of this last three weeks? It's very uh, strange that Barkley Goodrow is the first line center.
0: Again, they have literally nobody else. Yeah, they're so dead.
1: Um, you don't think Barkley Goodrow is going to go at the deadline, do you?
0: I wouldn't. I think he's. Uh, I think they said on their broadcast he's played 11 of the 12 forward positions, and <laughs> he's definitely had a, himself a good year. Like, I think he's one of those. You know, if he's your third line center, I think you could be doing a lot worse than that. So I think yeah, he's like, a like, like he's going for like force.
1: Yeah, like doing worse, like with Chris Tierney.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, all right, guys, if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Sharks is a great way for your local businesses to reach passionate Sharks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Sharks fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. So, going forward, they they don't play again until Monday, uh, which means that they have three full days off. Uh, Do you think they beat Calgary on Monday?
0: I do. Uh, Calgary... They haven't been playing super well as of late. They've lost, uh, you know, they've lost a bunch of games. You know, like the last two. I'm not sure how they did tonight, but yeah, they haven't been playing super well. And I think coming the three days rest, especially with the older guys, that helps them. So, and it's at home, so I'm gonna say that they win.
1: Do you think we see Aaron Dell?
0: Yes, especially with the three days off.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think at this point. I think at this point, they're still trying to make the playoffs because, again, they don't have their pick. So who cares? Um, so I think we do see Dell and I think they try to win it. Um, looking around. going get pist-
0: Jones' watch started?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I actually don't know when we're going to see Jones again. Let's hear. Where's the schedule?
0: It'll probably be. Uh, it'll be the back to Yeah, the back to back. So I think we'll see him. I think we'll see him Saturday against the Wild.
1: On the second night of the back to back? Ooh. They're
0: gonna yeah. I don't know. It'll I mean, it'll which... be
1: it'll definitely be one of the Jets or Wild game. Yeah. For sure. Um so looking around the Pacific uh tonight, obviously Edmonton lost to San Jose. Anaheim lost in overtime to Montreal. Uh Vegas beat Florida 7 2. Oh, yeah.
0: They, yeah.
1: Jesus. Um LA lost to the Islanders 5 3. Makes sense. Uh, Vancouver lost to the Wild 4-2. <laughs> oh, Calgary lost to Nashville 3-2. And Arizona lost to the Coyotes 5-3. Or, sorry, Coyotes lost to the Hurricanes 5-3. What a depressing division this is.
0: It's there for the taking.
1: It's it's literally, so I saw this today, I, I think, uh, again, charting hockey. Um, Sean Tierney pointed out that only LA and Vegas have positive like goal differential daggers. Whatever that means, we'll have to get Eric on here um going forward or for the past couple games so basically he was surmising that any of the pacific teams that are kind of on the bubble should just make a run for it because they can get into the playoffs and i kind of think that's what san Jose's is looking at don't you
0: yeah i think that's you know because once you get in you never know especially with nhl playoffs where so much crazy shit happens like if you just make it to the dance, you never know what's going to happen. Because if you have a hot goaltender, which Aaron Dell has kind of proven that he can get pretty hot. And then if you just get lucky with some scoring, then you never know what's going to happen.
1: Avenge, avenge the Blues series from last year.
0: How great would that be? Oh <laughs> that my be
1: God, That would be amazing. So right now, if the playoffs started, it would be Blues versus Flames, Abs versus Stars. Canucks versus Coyotes and Knights versus Oilers. Ugh! Ugh. Please save us. <laughs> uh, please save us, San Jose. Get in there. I don't even care if they get swept. It'll be. It'll be. It'll be awesome. I think. I do think that they should still sell at the deadline, regardless. They like keep the keep the plan going. Um, yeah, because
0: it's if they trade Dylan, it's not like you have Heed who's a capable defenseman who just never gets played. Uh, so, like Remember I don't Tim think... Heed yeah, he's a great, he's a thing who 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 plays every once in a while. But I think like it's not it's not a huge huge drop off from uh, Dylan to Heed, where it's you know you're playing some scrubs. So
1: yeah, like he Heed's capable. I think there is a drop off, but Heed's capable. It's not like they have nobody. Yeah. Uh, uh, in waiting, and then get rid of Melker, get rid of Sorensen, let the kids shine. What if the kids carry us to victory? <laughs>
0: That would be ridiculous after yeah. all these years you just need to play rookies.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Letnov, True, You're Taken, Shellman, they're all in the lineup, just absolutely feasting on bottoms of other people's lineups. So that'd be so funny. It'd be sad though, because Hurdle wouldn't be there, but I know. It would be it would be super funny. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with uh, who do you think other than Timo, what was uh, what was the biggest thing that stood out to you? Uh, tonight for San Jose, either good or bad.
0: Uh, Brent Burns kept tripping on his own self a lot tonight.
1: Yeah, he kept falling a on those weirdly, but I think Brent Burns played well on aggregate.
0: Yeah, he just uh, yeah kept tripping.
1: Yeah, I don't know why he kept falling, but this is the kind of Brent Burns performance that we're used to from the past years where it doesn't really matter all that much about the defense because his offense is so good. Um those first two goals were basically purely credit to Brent burns uh There's no real like two ways about it. He made those goals happen yeah um so and he ended up those are his only two assists of the night, but you can tell when Brent burns is playing with like. Some like mojo or whatever, or he's not some jam. Right some well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing with some jam, but when he's jumping up in the play like that, and it's two games now, right, where he's been like activating into the forwards um, and playing like the Brent Burns were used to, and his offense is overcoming his defensive deficiencies. It's late. I can't say that word. Okay, I'm done with this. Do you have any final Brent Burns thoughts?
0: Uh, no, and I think uh, Shivic did save him on it. Like one of his, where he fell down and stuff. So it's nice to see Shimek kind of uh, getting back into it.
1: Yeah, I think Schimmick also had an assist tonight. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just making that up. I don't know. Again, it's late. The only people without points tonight were Marlo, Goodrow, Gambrell. Man, Dylan Gambrell, Mario Ferraro, and Radic Schimmick. Dylan Gambrell played nine minutes tonight. What are we doing here, folks? Yeah. And Marcus Sorensen played 847.
0: Yeah, just and, trade those guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. off played 823, which is kind of sad because he was playing pretty well. Where the hell's Melker? Melker played 11. Get out of here. Um, yeah, I think get rid of Good, get rid of Gabriel, get rid of Melker, get rid of Sorensen. I would be happy. Yeah. Shout out to the Honey Wilders uh, for letting us use their music for our intro and outro. You can find them on Spotify uh, and various other places, including Facebook where you can check out where they're playing in and around the Bay Area. They post their schedule on there. Uh, They're good dudes. Go have a drink. Go check them out. That'll be a fun night. Um, I guess we don't really shout anybody else out anymore. Uh, I guess that's kind of it. Oh, shout out to the Locked On Network for uh, hosting your daily sharks info five days a week right into your ear holes in 20 to 30 bite-sized minutes for your commute uh if you want to follow jd on uh the bird follow him at my fry hole spelled m-y f-r-y-h-o-l-e
0: if you want to follow kyle you can follow him on the bird at kyle demetrius spelled traditionally as you would say
1: yeah The Regular Ways. My name is Kyle. The Regular Ways. Demetrius. The Regular Ways. Uh, JD, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, If you haven't already, uh, like, subscribe, follow. Give us a review. All of our reviews are from really old, so we like some new reviews. And Maybe if you post a funny one, we'll read it.
1: Only five stars.
0: Only five stars. Five star reviews. Or get the hell out.